0: Hello and welcome to episode 94 of Slam Rap Radio. Thanks for joining us for the last of our Masters build-up shows. So we've done three previous episodes on the Masters chances, doing four armies at a time. So you might well have guessed what this episode is going to be about. We're going to look at the chances for Undying Dynasties, Vermin Swarm, Vampire Covenant and Warriors of the Dark Gods. Uh, These little preview shows were recorded before lists were out. So if any of these predictions are wholly out, then apologies. Might give you a little bit of a giggle, a little bit of a thought as to, to what people might have brought prior to list submission. If you want to check out the lists, I recommend just looking on the forum in the Masters Content Hub for this year. And there's a link in the third post, I believe, in there. So do go check those out. Okay, let's jump into today's show, which is looking at the four armies. We're going to go in alphabetical order, we'll look at how the balance patch has potentially changed um, how these armies might be perceived, and, and sort of if it's changed their power at all, and any ch- any surprises in that balance patch, but let, let's jump straight in. So first off is Undying Dynasties, and with Undying Dynasties, I think out of all the players coming for Masters, there's only one that might be on UD, and I'm fairly certain he will be on UD. And that's Luke Williams. So when we're talking about UD here, I'm more or less I'm talking about Luke. I don't think out of the, any of the other 15 players, any would instantly flit to UD, despite, despite what I think is quite an exciting playstyle at the minute. So, um, yeah, let I mean, let's start with the balance patch changes, right? Um, I guess there's two things to talk about here. There's generic balance patch changes and balance patch changes that might affect Luke's list. The first is that in terms of generic changes, I think there's some interesting changes in here. The, the whole wide game increasing in Masters, there's debate as to whether that has impacted UD the most because obviously they rely on their Wizards. I'm not convinced that it's entirely true. Um, some other interesting changes are things like Sandstalkers have gone down a huge amount, especially for the Ambush ones. I think three Ambushing Sandstalkers are 300 points now which is really, really tempting at that price point. Um, it keeps them fairly cheap. And I, I think Sandstalkers are good against single models and the meta is fairly single model heavy, at least in the UK at the minute. So it'd be interesting to see if they started to make a, a resurgence. There's also some big percentage changes in there. Um, things like, uh, well, even the team Cataphracts underground now much, but looking specifically at units, things like Scarab Swarms, Shabti Archers, even some things that were seen quite a lot before um such as the core chariots which i I find really odd they're in every list in the uk and they've gone down by 20 points to start which is huge and while i appreciate that's in core and you know you can discuss that to the till your face turns blue it's a unit that we've seen a lot and it's gone down by 20 points and I, i don't get that one personally but that might just be me um especially when you look across the other changes and you've got things like the Tomb Harbinger and his chariot both going down. <laughs> and the the Nomark and his chariot going down. Like The whole chariot style seems to have gone down, which I think increases the effectiveness of their core. Alongside some really interesting special changes that I just mentioned, I think there's some interesting lists going on there, and I, I'd be intrigued to see what people um, might pick up with regards to UD over the coming 12 months. Specifically thinking about Luke, um, for those that don't know Luke, his generic list was uh Pharaoh on a Shard Guardian, sometimes a Pharaoh on a horse, a couple of wizards, chariots in core, um Team catfrax in Special, a couple of Colossi probably some other stuff running around the edges. Uh, the Colossi have gone up a little bit. He runs them with paired weapons, so that, that's where they've gone up a bit. Um have stayed the same, chariots have we said have got cheaper. Magic, he I can't remember what he was running. I played him in August at Black Country Ball, which is where I'm trying to throw my memory back to, and I briefly looked at his list for tech. So, um, Even things like the Pharaohs, uh, they've not really changed, and some of the special items did surprise me. Um, I, I won't get, yeah, Some of the special items surprised me. For example, God Slayer didn't change, and I felt that that was quite commonly seen at the minute um, on some typical Pharaoh builds. So, yeah, just surprising all round, really. On some of these changes, and I'm intrigued to see how Luke's list changes. I don't think it'll change a massive amount. It'd be interesting to see if he dabbles into any of the, the units I mentioned, the units they've got significantly cheaper. Obviously his chariots will be in there. be interesting to see if the Colossi stay with paired weapons, or if potentially, you know, a couple of scales of destiny in there, and then you can save points on your character magic setup. I'm not sure. Um, in terms of Luke's list, A, I think Luke has been playing really well with it. B he's very practiced with it. C I think it's very good in the current meta, very very good. Um and D fair play to Luke. He's carved out this niche with a book that not many people are using and he's doing really really well with it. So I mean the scoring system today I was debating bringing in many scoring systems and I think what I'm going to go with I'm going to I'm going to look at my two hobbies which is uh, football and board games and I'm going to pick a football team and I'm going to pick a hobby, uh, sorry, a board game, uh, for the chances. And I I mean, basically, I've run out of episodes and I want, I've got two more scoring systems that came to mind. So in terms of chances of podiuming, I think he's got a really solid chance. i would say about who's uh, got a good chance of of Champions League this season. Probably like, uh, I mean, it's difficult because there's a top three and I, I do think he will be in the top three. So I'm going to say he's got a... A Chelsea chance of podiuming. I think he's got a really, really good chance of podiuming. In terms of winning, I think it's an outside chance. Who's got an outside chance of winning? Man United. Um, yeah. In terms of uh, board games, his chance of winning is a fairly solid board game, like Kartikin for I mean, I've i started very safe there, and I apologise. I was going to go some slightly more offbeat ones. Um, a very solid chance of winning. Very solid, well-known. You know, good. Uh, in terms of winning, I think it's, again, an outside chance. What's a board game this is. an An outside little gem. I'm going to go for Railroad Inc. Just a little board game. Um, quite nice to play. Everyone sort of likes it. It just plugs along. A bit under the radar, but it's a solid game. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, let's move on to Vampire Covenant. Vampire Covenant, again, it's a very similar discussion in that there is one player who is going to bring vampires um, out of the rest of the the fields, there's no one in there that'll bring vampires. And I think one thing I should mention, there's an army swap around, two of the UK Masters, and I think Vampire and UD both play really well into that. So um, that's why I think they've, they've both got a good chance in this. Um, it's going to be Mikey on Vampires. I can't see him bringing anything else. It, it basically an identical conversation to Luke in that, you know, well-rehearsed, knows what he's doing, has carved out the niche in the army. One thing I will say with, with Vampires is... They always tend to fly under the radar a bit, in my opinion. In the, in the hands of a medium to bad player, they're not very good. In the hands of a very good player, they are very, very good. Um, it's almost like an exponential curve is not quite the right phrasing, but it's almost like a, it goes along quite a flat line and then suddenly rockets up. And you see that in a lot of countries, like Chris Mintz in America has done very well with them. Um, Poland have always brought them to ETC because they've got someone that can play them exceptionally well. Um, and I think vampires have a lot of different playstyles in the book. I think they've got a lot of strong options. I think they're just a very, very solid book. They're nothing flashy, nothing, you know, incredible. They're just very solid. And the balance patch changes... Uh, yeah, I didn't. I don't think the balance patch changes much. There's a couple of things in there, like the twos of Winged Reapers went down by a big chunk. Which I think is quite nice. Um... I I wouldn't be surprised to see two's of winged reapers running around a lot. Um Yeah I mean most of the changes are in characters, right? And a lot around the magic or the um the mount options. Yeah, but even Banshees went down in points. I I don't think the balance Part changes them much. In terms of magic, everyone has sort of took their hell on magic. Similar to UD, you could argue the vampires rely on magic more than others. But I think you can do some really nice adept setups. You do only tend to see one master. The savings can come from elsewhere in the list, I guess. So I don't think you'll really see much change in vampire lists. A lot of the additional models went down in core as well. So zombie, skellies, ghouls. So you get a little bit more in core. But again, um, the vampire core is more functional rather than exciting like the newer books. So vampires haven't changed much in the update. And I think that'll feed into Mikey's list for masters you will take something that he wants to use that he thinks is good and that won't really have been impacted much by the balance patch changes, Left alone when we touch on the fact that Mikey was one of those that was helping to price it. I think generally, vampires have got a really good chance, especially in the hands of Mikey. He's in my top two favourites for the event. So, um, what's in my top two favourite games? Um, great question. Top two favourite games. Probably My City, um, a wonderful legacy tromo based game if, you've, if you if you love if you if you are in a, a couple or a four and you want a legacy game that is is really really nice really exciting, bit again bit under the radar because it's just tromos then check out my city um and so, so for podiuming he's, he's definitely one of my favorites which you know makes him the I guess the man city I should have, I shouldn't have used Chelsea really should I the man city of um of, of my predictions. In terms of winning, again, top two. So it's going to be a very similar story. I mean, if, if somebody's in my top two, they're a shoe into podium. So um, in terms of the scoring system, so a fairly similar set of predictions. Yeah, I, I'd be surprised if Mikey's not up there, I, especially due to army swap and, and the solidness of the army. So, I, and again, just to touch on one more thing before I move on, a lot of the current meta is, is geared towards dealing with single models in the UK because that is the very popular meta. Vampires have two ways to go with this. They can either gear into the anti-single model and take, like, two guys, But the issue with that is that the guys themselves are single models, and so get almost out-meted. Um And therefore, you can just build a really solid vampire list that has no single models, and therefore people don't really have the answers to it, because that's not what people are gearing for at the minute. So I'm expecting Mikey to do really, really well. Uh, Vim Swarm. Um I, I've i not read the balance patch changes, if I'm honest, because... I have literally no interest in reading Worm at the minute. Um, the, the couple of bits I did look at, because I, you know, I wasn't completely remiss in this, um, was things like the non-points changes. And um, I wrote a really interesting. I mean, some people might absolutely hate this. I wrote a really interesting two thousand two hundred and fifty start to the the Worm book, which is that you can take a ruinous dictator, two arena beasts, one earthbreaker two cannons, three Doom Spark devices, and two by eight Grenadiers, the Doom Spark device changes are nuts. If I was running Vim Swarm, three of those would be in every list, you essentially have a 22-inch range boosted Hand of Heaven. You have three of them that complete, and not many things want to say one boosted Hand of Heaven, let alone three, so I think they're really, really good. Um, the Mouse Cannons, sure, they've, they've become Cannons again, so they're pretty good. The Arena Beasts are really good. The Dictator, I think, is the way to go in, in hindsight. So, yeah, a lot going on there. Um, In terms of the point changes, I said I wasn't really up to date with what they were before, so I don't know how much that changes things. In terms of the Masters chances for Vermin Swarm, there's only one player that might take them, which is Ali, although I think he'll be an Orcs and Goblins. If he did... Bring Vermin Swarm, I don't know where he's going to get the models from. Um, I've only got a very specific list, so he's not borrowing from me, that's for sure. And with the cohesive points, I think Vermin Swarm are going to be really hard for anyone to, to scrounge together. I don't think anyone else on the list would really consider Vermin Swarm um, for a number of reasons. Even if Ali did bring them, unfortunately, I think um, A, I don't think Vermin Swarm are that good. B. I, I don't think Ali is ready yet to win the Masters. I mean, he's got an outside chance of podium. podium. I think he's only got that outside chance if he brings something that he's confident with, i.e. the Auckland Goblins. So if he brings Verben's Swarm I think he shoots himself in the foot in the short term. So basically, I think there's no chance. So what is an absolute garbage game? A monopoly to podium. Um, uh, everyone knows about it, but everyone hates it. Swarm. Um, In terms of winning... Like, watching paint dry. uh, Literally not even worth considering. If you consider it, you're probably going to get a headache. Which brings us on to uh, Warriors of the Dark Gods. There's a lot to talk about here. Which is sort of why I've rushed through to Warriors. First and foremost, my list is dead, so that's fun. I think there's some really interesting options in the legendary beasts for example the the behemoths you can take two adepts on behemoth with a Feldrak elder and then still have room for three giants so i think it's quite a lot of single models Um, i think uh flayers are much 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 better than chimeras i think anyone who takes chimera is making a mistake there and they should be looking at flayers instead um, especially if you're taking the Bob chief, who is nuts. He's very, very good. If, and that's the, that's the non-point changes, right? I think, fine, It changed it away from the single model. The Warriors book is still very solid. If we then dig into the points changes themselves, there are so many points changes going on. The points changes as a whole... I don't think have really impacted the book. I think the non points changes, either the, um, I want to say Ancient Allies, but it's not that in this book. The Legendary Beasts is, um, is the bigger change. Exalted Heralds going up to 860 makes them very expensive, especially if one's your general, but they are very, very good. Having used two, I think that's the debate, right? Is that I use two, and most of the time, you do see them impaired. Do I think one can do a job? Yes. Do I think two are twice as good or better? I think they're above twice as good, but then that's four of your points, and therefore the rest of your list is going to be fairly static, um, well, static-ish. So I'm intrigued to see how many um, exalted heralds pop along. The rest of the book, I said, I've seen, I've seen hits in various places, mainly on the the sort of standard builds, so like lust warriors. Excuse me, have taken a bit of a hit. Um, Chosen went down in points, Chosen Knights went down in points, like, they've, they've had some buffs, and I think if you lean into those buffs, you can still get a really, really solid list. I think the two units I just mentioned there's in Chosen and Chosen Knights, are both really solid units anyway. I think if you, uh, if you're running Warriors and you've not run 2x5 Chosen Knights, if somebody doesn't have the answer to it, they just mop up an army. They're, they they're, they're absolutely brutal, and I think... They're, they're a really good unit. They're underrated, in my opinion. Um, basically, if you're a single model player, there are options, but it's not as good. If you're not a single model player, I don't think the book has got any worse for you, so I think um, there's a lot of options to dig into. I personally would still take Lust Warriors in court, because I still think they're amazing. Um, I would still consider Double Exhausted Herald. The issue with me is that I would then end up going very flare heavy after that. In terms of players at the Warriors There's like there's a load um, that could take them. In terms of people over the last twelve months have used them, Tanker fairly famous for using Warriors but doesn't really use them at Masters. I if he does bring them, I think it'll be a single model style list with a the double wizard on uh, behemoth. Um I don't think he'll bring them though. I don't know why. I, I think he'd do well with them. Uh, Tom Clues will probably bring Warriors, almost definitely. Che will bring Warriors, almost definitely. And then Jack. I mean, this is a 50-50 toss-up between Ogres or Warriors for Jack, I think. Um, I really don't know which he'll pick out of the two. I think he'll do well with both. So I think it depends what he finds most comfortable after the balance pass changes and what he can get a list that he thinks works in. So I'm intrigued to see which way he goes with that. That means there's a lot, I mean, and I guess technically me, but I'm not touching Warriors because my list is dead. So, in terms of uh, podiuming, you've obviously got quite a lot of the field that could bring Warriors. You've got 2-4, to four. so realistically somewhere somewhere in the middle of that. Um, so they've got a good chance, just based on the amount of numbers. It's always a board game that sold a lot of copies. Code names. It's like the code names of this. Um... By the way, Vermin's one football team is like, um, what's football? Derby County in administration on the, or on the way to? Absolutely awful. Um, or oh, whatever the bottom ranked team in the world is like, why? The, um, Warriors, it does, yeah, board game code names, sold a lot of copies, um, and just by the amount there is, got a good chance of, of hitting the table as a game. In terms of winning. I think there's a lot of them, but they're not gonna, I don't think they're gonna win. Um, Which is a really hard thing to go for board games. What is a game that sold a lot of copies that I don't think is going to win? What never sees the table that everyone owns? Never sees the table that everyone owns, and that game is called... I want to say Scrabble or Cluedo. That's very mainstream of me. I don't really want to do it. Um... uh never sees a table why oh diplomacy you can never see a table because it takes eight hours to play so it's ridiculous um, yeah I just I, I don't think Maury's are gonna uh, win because I mean there's a lot of them so they do have a chance I don't think they're gonna win for a couple of reasons one is that I think uh, ultimately Jake and Mikey I think it's a it's a two-horse race roughly Um... Two is that I think a lot of people do spec against Warriors in the UK because they are very popular. And so you see you see things like Alchemy Apprentices running around, which is obviously very good against Warriors. So, um, yeah, I'm not confident they're going to win. I, I think they've got a good chance of podiuming just because there's a lot of them. Um, so, who's got a good chance of uh, getting into the Champions League because there's a lot of them? A London club. Because there's a lot of them. And... Um, who, sorry, I should say a second London club because Chelsea are definitely going be over there. Uh, who's got a, basically no chance of winning, even though there's a lot of them. <laughs> a North West club that is not Liverpool. There you go, I'll let you wear that one out. Um Cool. So, in terms of favourites for the Masters, in terms of player, I think um, Mikey and Jake, which means ID and VC are going to be right up there. In terms of podiuming for the armies, I think there's a few armies that have got a really good chance of podiuming. I think UD, because I think Luke will be on the podium. Um, ID and VC, obviously. That I mean That's my prediction for podium, so it sort of ruins any other discussion. In terms of other armies that I think could podium, um, based off the armies rather than the players, I think Empire, if anyone went out of the box and brought Empire, I think they're fairly solid at the minute. KOE, just due to the unknown fracture, I think could have an outside chance of podiuming. And I I think you can make a really nice for an ancient build at the minute. So they are sort of my like three outside chances. I guess Demons, you've always got a up there as well, just because they're a really, really solid book. Um, the other nine books, I'm lucky you've got no chance. And on that note, uh, good luck to everyone's game for Masters. Thank you for listening if you stuck with it. And um, if, you, if you want any more advice on board games... Uh, do, do get in touch and if you want any more football advice probably don't get in touch because I do really badly at fantasy football um, but yeah thanks for listening and hopefully I'll do something after the Masters looking at how wrong or right I was or, or something else and, and I'll catch you all soon alright bye